Hallelujah. Yes. That is great. Yes, God is so good. He gave us all this month seasons and things that so we don't supposed to wonder what's going on. And uh, you know, the first time I ever found the Messianic congregation in New York, the Rabbi was very specific trying to let us understand very strongly that we must know his times. And uh, you know, his times are in our Bibles. And the calendar, the biblical calendar is right there in our Bibles. But you know, we are preachers of you know, we like just to repeat things. And uh, sometimes we repeat the things we're not supposed to repeat. <laughs> and so if I ask you what's the next month after Adar, it will be? See, it should be right, right, it's Nissan, right there, yes. Right after Nissan is? Uh-huh, so yeah. It, it's happened to me too, it's not just you, I'm not trying to blame you, I, you know, I'm, the Lord is stepping on my toes as well. Anything I'm going to say, if you feel like I'm stepping on your toes, the Lord has stepped on mine before. So, you know, I mean, I'm here because I'm small, you won't see me if I'm down there. I'm equal, I'm just like you, the same thing. And so, we are in Rosh Chodesh Adar, the month of rejoicing. We're supposed to rejoice today. And for various reasons, not only because it was uh, a Holocaust was avoided many many years ago, but all we're gonna see some. You know, the first time I saw the Book of Esther, the first thing they told me many 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 years ago was that God is not there, but it's hidden between this and there. But as you know, as many years pass, I'm looking, 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 and you know what? It's there. And Messiah is at the same time. And types of Messiah are in the book as well. We're going to see that. I'm, I'm going to try to give you the short version of all the things I've been reading. And this is like, again, 50 pages. And I'm going to give you 50 pages. But uh, I really encourage you to read. Read. And if you don't like to read, audiobooks are now very popular. So, you know, just, just get there. Get there and spend time with the Lord, with His Word. I know there's many things to entertain us, and it's nice to be entertained. You, know, you like sports? Yes. You like politics? Yes. You like the news? Yes. There's nothing good in the news, but anyways, if you like them, it's okay. I mean, I like the good news of the Lord. And so I spend the majority of my time in that. But I also like entertainment. I like movies and things like that. But, you know, uh, uh, yes, spend time with your families and so on. But quality of time, you'll find it in your Bibles. Whatever version you have, it's okay. So, Adar is a month of rejoicing. Rejoicing is the, Adar is the happiest, most joyous month of, of the Hebrew calendar. In fact, tomorrow is when Adar comes, joy is increased. I mean, you should be, rejoice every day. But increase your rejoicing when Adar comes. And we're going to see why. Um, and so in Hebrew will be Mechanich uh, Nas Adar Marbin Besimcha. 
When Adar comes, joy is increased, and that's in the Talmud. Uh, we're going to see some scriptures today. Uh, these scriptures is where the Lord mentions, uh, or where the Bible mentions the month of Adar. Uh, now in the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day of the same, when the king's command and edict and it, it and the dick were about to be carried out on the very day when the enemies of the Jews hoped to gain the mastery over them, the reverse occurred. Jews gained mastery over those who hated them. Hate is something that is very popular and it's been very popular for the human beings, unfortunately. And uh, it's something we gotta, we gotta overcome. Hate is something we're not supposed to repeat. And the other uh, portion, the other text I wanted to show you is in Ezra 6, 14, 16. And the elders of Jews built and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Idol. They finished their building by decree of the God of Israel and by decree of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. And this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar, in the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. And the people of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest of the returned exiles, celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. So it was a double, triple blessing right there. That's in Ezra. Ezra is a very important book for us to read. Uh, most of us don't like to read those books, but this book is really, really very important to read for us to understand our Messiah content. Um, that's what I call it. And what, what are we? I always like to show you what are we. This is where we are. Starting it from the month of Nisan, if we are counting from the biblical times, this is the last month of the biblical calendar. And so you see a dot is right there at the end, which means we end up the groups I was being uh, teaching about, uh, you know, the four, uh, four groups of months that are uh, connected to each other for different models and different, different things. Uh, sometimes a dot in leap years, not leap by the Gregorian calendar, but leap by the... Uh, 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 Jewish calendar, it goes, it goes, you know, sometimes it goes Adar the second, Adar Shabbat, which is a live year. This year is just one Adar. Um, so I, and I've always talked to you about the spiral ladder going to heaven. Anytime we do a, a, a biblical festival, it's like getting closer to God. I mean, we should just follow whatever we should do during the festival. One of those things is reading the Word, of course, studying the Word, and, and putting it not only in your head but in your heart as well, which means anytime you walk by any place you go, like the supermarket, your place of work, the congregation, or whatever, wherever you go, the movies, wherever you go, you should be a light. People should think or should feel that something is different in the environment. And it's you. 
Uh, if they don't feel it, then you need to be, be kind of reconsidering and moving on to checking up your heart and see what's going on there. So you're getting in touch with the Almighty anytime you do the festival. A festival according to the Lord. Not necessarily all the way rabbinic, but according to the Lord. So the connections, there's a connection I was telling you about the other day, last month, on the month of Shabbat. Uh, there's a connection between the three months. There's a link to all of them. Uh, and the main celebrations, of course, is the link. The main celebrations of each of the three last months in the biblical, cal in the biblical calendar are the Tenth of Shabbat, uh, which is the fasting of Tevet. It's called Asara Bet Tevet, the tenth of Tevet, or Asara Bet Tevet, the tenth day of the Hebrew month of Tevet. Ten ten is easy to remember, just like numbers ten ten, very easy to remember. It's a minor fast in Judaism. The fast commemorates the siege of Jerusalem by Nebuchadnezzar II of Babylonia. Like other minor fasts, Asara Bet Tevet begins at dawn. First light and ends at nightfall. Uh, Azara Betevet was on January the, uh, last January the 7th. So don't worry about that now. And then we have uh, on Shabbat, we have uh, Tuba Shabbat, the 15th of Shabbat, the new year of the trees, which we celebrated in here with a lot of snow, by the way. And then on Adar, of course, it's the month of rejoicing, and we have Purim. Um, uh, and there are a few important celebrations that we should consider for this month of Adar, or situations or things that happen. The seventh of Adar was the day in which Moshe Rabbeinu, the biblical Moses, of course, was born, and also the day on which he died, exactly 120 years later. I always remind you about the 40 40, 40, 40 equation. Remember which 40 are you? You can be 10, it can be 20, it can be 30. I don't know how long you're going to be here. We all have a due date. You know that? Yes, a due date. But we don't know which one is. But this guy, the Sadiqim, the righteous ones, they knew when they were going to die. So he knew when they were going to die. There's a few in the Bible you can pick up. One of them is Yeshua. And so... Uh, and so, if you know when you're going to die, good for you. I mean, that means you're one of the top righteous ones. Um, so, I don't have 56 years all anymore. I don't have 56 years. I have none. I have zero. Starting at today, I have one. I mean, you have today. Tomorrow doesn't exist. And 56 years are in the past. Whatever I did, whatever I say, whatever I walked to, whatever I did wrong or right, is in the past. But it's in the book. It's in one of the books. So you need to remember that. Those books will be open at the end of all times. Right in front of you. You won't... You, and you're going to have a lawyer and you're going to have a, uh, an attorney trying to get you right on the fire. So... Yeah, pay your duties now. And so, and that's with music, you see that? 
So his burial place is unknown. We're talking about Moses again. We don't know where he was. Uh, there's, you know, with this, I, we can talk for about two hours, but we're not going to do that. This is based in Deuteronomy 34, 5 to 6. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab. Wow, it's interesting. Moab, I believe, this is my theory, Rabbi Rene 1 1, that Yeshua wasn't the same in the same land when he was fasting, but that's me. I don't know. Uh, according to the word of. Uh -huh, in the same place, Moab. Yeah. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab. Because it's in front, it's right across Israel. It's right in front of the Jordan. It's right there. So, you know, what it was there, Moab, I think is uh, what is now uh, the kingdom of Jordan, if I'm not mistaken. So according to the word of the Lord, and he buried him... Eh? In the valley, in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows the place of his burial to this day. This is very interesting. Another important uh, uh, event that we have this year is the fast of Esther. The Anit Esther, the 13th of Adar, is considered by the Jewish people a minor fasting day. And is based on the fast that Esther organized in order to prevent the decree of Ahasuerus of Persia, which consisted on the annihilation of the Jewish people of the entire kingdom. And it's interesting because this did not happen on Adar. And we'll read it eventually. It says in Esther 4.16, Go gather all the Jews, all the Jews of, to be found in Shusha, Shusha, and hold a fast on my behalf. And do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my young woman will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king. So it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Esther 4.16. Very interesting. And then we have Purim. Purim is not Purim, people. It's Purim. 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 Finish with an M. Purim. Uh, there are four requirements in Purim. We're not going to go throughout the whole Purim thing because we're going to celebrate it big in here at Bethel night as we always do. Are you alright? Oh, I thought you were collapsing. Sorry. Uh, here, one of the requirements is, the four main ones, is here the story of Esther from the Bible. Hear the story of Esther from the Bible, or the Megillah. I'm not going to talk about the Megillah today, but the Megillah is the scroll of Esther. Uh, have a festive meal, of course, you know, everybody wants a festive meal. Deliver food to friends and neighbors. So if you have friends and neighbors who, you know, not necessarily are in a need of food, but if they are in a need of food, it's even better. Just, you know, deliver food to your friends or neighbors. You know, just grab a couple things, you know, and, and good things, of course, no cheap stuff, right? And just give it to them. Uh, and then another thing is give gifts to the poor. All is based in, in the Book of Esther. It's, it's, it's from the Bible. It's not commanded, but it's, it's you know, it's, uh, it's a thing that we do. 
Then we also see very important uh, portions of the Bible. It's called special Shabbatot, the four parishiyot. Uh, there are four special uh, Sabbaths that derive their name from the additional Torah portions that is read when they occur each year. Two are before Purim. One of them was read by uh, Bobby last week, remember? That was Shabbat Shekhalim, or Shekhalim, it depends on your accent. Uh, it's Shekhalim, not Shekhalim. So, two, are, two of these special Sabbath readings are before Purim, and two are before Passover. It's very important to remember that these special Torah readings, added to regular weekly Torah readings, are in preparation of Pesach. So these readings remind us about Pesach, remind us what we need to do, especially with our hearts. That means we need to prepare our hearts then for the next high holiday season. Because it's not just Pesach. Pesach is just the beginning of the things, the first and the second Pesach, and whatever other Pesach you might do during that week. That's a a, a, a strong continuation of the festivals. The next one will be what? Counting the armor, the first fruits, thank you. The first fruits, which is the resurrection of our Messiah, very important festival. Um, and then you're going to have the, the uh, counting of the armor. And then what? Shavuot. All those 50 days are connected to each other. It's not just, oh, Pesach, have some meal, have a cup of wine, cups of wine, and that's it. No, the whole, the whole season, the 50 days are a celebration, are a celebration of, of that. So, Shabbat Shekalim uh, is written in preparation of Purim, request each adult male Jew contribute half of the biblical shekel for the upkeeping of the tent of meeting. And that was by, uh, and it was on February the 21st, last week. Then the next one will be Shabbat Zahor, uh, or the Sabbath of Remembrance. It's the Shabbat immediately preceding Purim. Why is that? It's, it's, it's totally connected with Amalek. You know, destroy Amalek. Uh, because this guy, hey man, <laughs> this guy supposedly is a descendant from Amalek. So Amalek is, we are commanded to destroy, to kill Amalek. So who is Amalek? It's not just a few Muslims, it's not ISIS, it might be in your heart. So you gotta be careful, if you have some hated in your heart against somebody, against a race, a specific culture, a specific origins of people, you got to be careful. You might have a malek in your heart. Okay? So I need to recheck my heart every day. Anytime you say, I hate this, boom, it's a flag. What is it that you hate? Wait a minute, what is it that you hate again? I mean, it's for you. It's for your own sake. You need to realize that, and then you need to ask for forgiveness. You know? Ask for forgiveness. It's not... It's very important for us to do that. Very important. I don't want to be that part in that, uh, at the end of the old times. I don't want to be, you know, get away from me. I don't know you. I don't want to be in that group. 
It's just, uh-oh, what did I do, Lord? I thought I did a couple miracles. I thought I did the Rosh Chavez every, every year, constantly. I thought I teach, I thought, uh-uh, you were hating something or somebody in, within your heart. So you need to be careful. So somebody have a different political ideas of you, don't hate that person. Love them. Pray for them. Okay? Pray for them. Because guess what? All this politics will end up before you realize. It will end up. You never know. This coronavirus might be the end of all, the whole world, you know? You never know. Hey, whatever. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I don't care. I don't know if you do. I am. And so, so, there are many things you need to be careful. That's why I'm bringing my own water, by the way. <laughs> and I made my, my coffee with my own water, you know what I mean? I check all the time and wash my hands, and if I check your hand, then I wash it after, you know, whatever. I take my measures, you know, I'm like, yeah! But anyways, uh, that's Shabbat Zachor, very important. Shabbat Parah. Shabbat Parah is the Sabbath of the red heifer. Takes place on this Shabbat before Shabbat HaChodesh. Ha ha Shabbat HaChodesh. In preparation for Passover. That's in Numbers 19, 1 to 22. And describes the Parah Aduma. And this is about cleaning. About purifying ourselves. Of course, we cannot do the the, the, the para aduma anymore, the red heifer. But we can clean our hearts. See, all this, all this portion is about cleaning our souls, getting ready for Pesach. When you sit in that table, you should be ready. You should already clean up everything within, not only your house, your garage, your car. My car is a mess, by the way. And my garage, woohoo! But anyways, uh, not only your places where you live, even your dog, you know, whatever, if you have cats. Um, <laughs> but, but my point is, your heart is more important. Your mind, your heart. Clean up. Destroy whatever is in there. Throw it away. Ask forgiveness. Give, you know, forgive somebody. Sometimes we don't forgive ourselves either. You need to forgive yourself as well. Then you got Shabbat HaKodesh. On Shabbat HaKodesh is the, the Sabbath of, of the month that is the, the Holy Shabbat. Precedes the first of the Hebrew month of Nisan, during which Passover is celebrated. That's Exodus 12, 1 to 20. That's the laws of Passover. On the first day of Nisan, God presented the first commandment. The first commandment ever that is in the Bible is right there. Uh, on how to sanctify the new moon, Kiddush HaKodesh, for the onset of Rosh Chodesh, and thus Nisan becomes the first month of the biblical calendar, counting by month. This year, Shabbat HaKodesh will begin at the sundown Friday, 20th, March 2020. That's easy to remember, man. March 20th, 2020. 2020. You know, 3, 20, 20, 20. Very easy. So, and then uh, I'd like to talk to you about these connections. We, we spoke last time about the connections between, between those three months, the festivals and so on. But it's a very important connection between Adar and Nisan. Okay? It's, there's a link between those two. 
But the, I, I like you to see it with me. Well, it might be a deja vu. I don't know. I've been reading so much stuff that I might be crazy. You gotta, you gotta tell me later. But this is very interesting. There's a good bunch of scriptures. These are some of them. These are some of them. It's just unbelievable. Esther 3, 7. Now I have three different versions that I want you to see. I have three different versions in here. I have the complete Jewish Bible. I have the New International Version. Some of you don't like it. I don't care. But we're going to read it. Uh, <laughs> then we have King James Version. I know a lot of you like this one. Uh, I like it too. I like all the versions of the Bible. I love them all. They all teach me something new. Who am I to say this Bible is no good, this Bible is whatever? You've got to read it and then, you know, like the Holy Spirit decide if what is there is right. If no, go back to the original and read it. That's what we're going to do. That's what, what we're going to do in here. In the uh, 3.7. Esther 3.7. Uh, we're going to read some, some scriptures, Esther, and I have some in there. I might just remember them. Uh, uh, with, uh, it's a Midrashim. Those are Midrashim. It's a Midrash. It's called Esther Rabbah. I'm going to pick a few from 8, 9, and 10 chapters. But in the meantime, we're going to read this. In the first month, I'm in 7, 3.7. Look at this. Pick this. I mean, some people don't see it, right? In the first month, the month of what? Nisan. In the twelfth year of Ahasuerus. It's giving you the date right there. It's giving you the date. The way they used to give you dates is different than than is today. Today is simple. You know, March 20th, 2020. Very simple. In ancient times, they need to go by the kings and kingdoms of the, the whatever was the ruler of the world. Okay, whatever. But they didn't see the ruler, but they see the ruler of the planet, but not the ruler of the universe. And so Ahasuerus is the one who is the king. And so he says, they began throwing pearl. That is, they cast lots. See, this guy, I don't want to mention his name. This guy was very, he was very superstitious. He was very, very superstitious. There's a lot of Midrashim about this guy. And same thing, Amalek and all those guys were very superstitious. You got to be careful if you have superstitions in, within you as well. Talking about cleaning your own mind and heart. If you, you know, you're superstitious, you need to be careful what you believe in or not. Uh, so, this guy, every day and every month until the 12th month, so this, this, uh, which is the month of Adar, so he started on Nisan to throw lots every day and every month. Man, this guy was so dedicated to destroy the Jewish people, but he was expecting some kind of demons because the gods that are not our God are demons to be. And so these demons were kind of telling him what to do. So he was throwing lots. He says, every day, every day and every month, till the 12th month, which is the month of Adar. So he's doing that, right? Then 
He says to Ahasuerus, there is a particular people scattered and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your, your kingdom. Their laws are different from those of every other people. Moreover, they don't serve the king's laws. It doesn't befit the king to tolerate them. If it please the king, have a decree written for their destruction. And I will hand over 30, 330 tons of silver to the officials in charge of the king's affair to deposit in the royal treasury. Talking, talking about bribe. He was bribing the king. I mean, I don't know how, how much is 330 tons of silver. That should be a lot of money, right? Even today. Can, can it be, I don't know, 20 million dollars? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a, you know. Very, very good. Uh, I tell you what. I tell you the answer right now. I don't know. But he has that money somehow. He was probably getting it from, you know, who knows. Um, and then he says, the king took the signet ring, I mean, with that kind of money, right? He was like, okay, get it done. I make sure I put this bag on. Me. I don't want to, to have any issues, you know. Uh, just get it done, you know. Give him the, the, the signet ring for his hand and gave it to this guy, the son of Hamdala the Hagagi, the enemy of the Jews. The king says to, to him, the money is given to you and the people too to do with as seems good to you. I mean, the same money he's putting into the kingdom, he's investing. Some sort of, of, of like some politicians that invest their own money to do their, their campaigns, you know. This guy was doing the same thing. So that's old. That's really old. And so, <laughs> you know, the story goes on and on and on. He decides what to do, blah, blah, blah. Then we're going to move to Esther 4.16. This is a very interesting a very, very interesting uh, portion. We don't have hours to study this, but oh man, I can, I can get a lot of good stuff. And I know I can get a lot of good questions from you, but uh, I'm not going to answer them anyways. And so, <laughs> so, let me see something in here. Say, okay, 14, I copy of the document to the to be issued as a decree, is it in every, the decree was about destroying the, the Jewish people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, letters were sent by courier, that's 13, to all the royal provinces to destroy, kill, and exterminate all Jews from young to old, including small children and women. And on a specific day, that 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar, and to size the, the goods as plunder. There you go, that's your answer. That's where he was taking the money from. He was just, you know, I'm going to get that money from them. A copy of the document to be issued a decree in every province was to uh, be publicly proclaimed to all the peoples so that they will be ready for that day. So this took, this took a year 
but it was going to get another year to be applicable. Okay, to be applicable. The law needs to be applicable within another year. Because remember, this guy was, I mean, his kingdom was very, there was no internet then, remember? There was no Wi-Fi. So they needed to have this guy in a horse gallop all the way to India, all the way to Turkey, all the way to, I don't know, maybe even to Spain. I have no idea, Africa, all over the place. I mean, horse was the fastest way to go, right? I guess. I was not there. I don't think a donkey will run that, or a camel will run that. It all depends on the terrain, I guess. But it took, it took a year to make the decision, and it took another year to be, for that law to be applicable. Got it? That's what I understand from the text. Uh, and this creates confusion in the city, of course. I will get confused too. Um, so then Mordecai persuades Esther to help out and so on. And uh, the story goes on. I think in 4.16 we'll find the other thing I wanted to tell you about. Um, then Esther, you know, he was she was convinced by Mordecai. And she goes, okay, gather, go gather together. All the, I'm reading from the NIV now. Go gather together all the Jews from, uh, uh, who are in Susa. And fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. I mean, we can go on and on and on and get, you know, the specific words uh, for Rabbi David uh, Foreman. This is the same words that Jacob says when he was given Benjamin away with Judah, and he gets a connection between Jehuda, uh, Jacob, and Benjamin. Since Mordecai is a Benjamite, so is his Esther, they're Benjamites, and the Jews are Jacob, because remember he was changed, his name was changed. The Yehudim, basically, are Jacob, because Mordecai is not a Jehudi, he is, he is a Benjamite. You know, why, why, specific, why, why Benjamites were so proud of it? He is the only guy who was born in the land, in the promised land. And that's why uh, uh, this guy, what's his name? Paul. Apostle Paul was so proud of it. I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. I'm a Benjamite. It's like saying, I'm, I'm a U.S. citizen and you're not. I'm a Jamaican, Yaman, and you're not, right? Or I'm a Jew and you're not. I believe in Messiah and you're not. You gotta be careful where you're proud. I mean, you should be proud of who you are, but at the same time, do not try to diminish other people's beliefs or whatever they, they do. So, Benjamites were very important then and remember, the first Messiah, one of the first Messiahs, was a Benjamite, King Saul, right? He was a Benjamite. He was, he was probably going to be, if, if he wouldn't sing, he would be the father of the Messiah, an ancestor of the Messiah, Messiah Yeshua, who come from Benjamin. 
but he messed it up. And he chose then David after Saul. Because David, no matter what, he was always singing, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever. He was always singing. He was being chased by uh, the king and he didn't care. He was with his shoes on his shoulder, walking away. Well, he got 300 strong, though. Anyhow, um, then let's move to... No, she, she makes a banquet. The banquet... Um, that's in 514, I think. No, no, no. Well, she, he, she creates a banquet, right? Any the banquet. But the good thing is, okay, three, there's three um, days. But I'm telling you, we just read on verse, on chapter 7, that this is in Nisan. So they're getting ready for what? For Pesach. And she's asking all the Jews to fast. You're not supposed to fast when you're rejoicing. That's why you don't fast in Shabbat. <coughs> right? So the Midrash comes with a, with a thing. Let me see if I can find it. The Midrash Rabbah. Um, so go gather everyone. Uh, and then Mordecai sent to her. He sent a message to her. Behold. In them is the first day of Pesach. So, it's the Erev Pesach in between. The, how are you going to fast on Pesach? When the commandment is for you to eat. Eat the matzah bread, right? So how are you going to fast? Right? She says to him, the elder of Israel, what is Pesach? So the elder of Israel is asking, hey, wait a minute. It's Pesach coming up. Why do why you want us to fast? And then the whole thing is, uh, you know, a lot of um, English that I can't read in there. <laughs> it's ancient English. But the whole thing is about Esther is responding to him like, okay, you can celebrate, but in a month, you're all going to be killed. Or in a year, you know. So it's gonna, not going to be Jews anymore. Not in a month, but in a year. And this decree is going to be distributed before that day, so by that day, everybody should be killed. Do you think they're going to start the same day? They might start before, just like, like the, the Holocaust. You know, I hated to call it Holocaust. Holocaust is something holy to me. The Shoah, like the Shoah happened, you know, the, 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 the Nazis prepared it for many years before the, you know, the, the, the so-called... Uh, what you might call it, the day they, they make the decision to destroy the Jewish people. You know, it was like a conference, like a business conference deciding how to kill millions of people. That's crazy. So that's what's going on here. So it's just like, okay, whatever. You can fast and celebrate Pesach, but that's not going to be just in a year anyways. I'm going. I'm going to talk to the king. So you see a Benjamite? Talking to Jacob, right? And Jehuda. We want to see who's Jehuda is there, you know? But, um, all right, let's move on to, um, they doing that. They go, the, the, the thing is, she, she gave banquets. She gave two banquets. Have you realized that? 
But before that, this is very interesting, before that, there's the first banquet, and then after that, there is this guy with Mordecai. See, I don't want to even mention his name. But he, this guy is with Mordecai, and he's, he's getting, as a king, he's getting into, he's getting honors, right? Hey, here's this guy who is the king, and blah, 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 you know, giving him honors like a king, like a great governor. So I want you to think about Yeshua at this moment. I want you to think, okay, there is, this is happening on Nisan. It's not happening on Adar. This is happening next month, according to the book of Esther. We celebrated this month, but this happened the next month. Got it? While you're celebrating, you are celebrating or getting ready for Pesach, this is happening. Okay? And so, when you parallel all these events with the gospel, I call it the gospel, you know that, I don't call it gospels. There's one gospel with four different versions of the gospel. To me it's one gospel, that's what the Bible says. Anyways, it's the gospel, when you read it, and you compare these events, you parallel them, you're like, wait a minute, Yeshua was getting into Jerusalem as a king. Remember? Hoshiana, Hoshiana. They were Hoshiana in Hebrew. Hosanna in your language. And so <laughs> And so they, they you know they go in. So I'm like, wait a minute, this this is like a deja vu, right? It sounds like a deja vu. The difference is there is not a Jehudi, a, a descendant of Jehuda that is in there, but is a descendant of Benjamin. Right? So it's Benjamin, but he is also a Yehudim. Because he's from the southern area of Judah. The kingdoms were divided there. Okay, so. Um, so this guy gets so mad. And there comes the advice of his wife. Right? I can say that name. You're going to boo it to? Seresh, his wife. And all his friends says to him, have gallons, gallons, no gallons, gallons, 75 feet. I mean, I'm a little mad with this version, the complete Jewish Bible. I mean, I love it, but I'm a little mad with this because I was looking at the, it's, it's an eight. It's not a gallow. You know, gallows, let me show you some pictures of the gallows. Some of them are really, are really, you're gonna, okay, this. That's the Western tool of execution. Do you hear me? It's the Western tool of execution, which was a little more merciful than the execution poles they had. They used to, Impale, according to the archaeologists, if you can see those creatures hanging in there, they used to, and I'm not, I'm not going to show you the proper, the other pictures I got. I was like, whoa. Even though so the, so they're drawings, I was like, whoa, that's horrible. That's the way they used to execute people. Aren't those horrible? Those are horrible. Impale. They used to impale them. Or nail them down. Nail them down, okay? There's a few different kinds of trees, 
poles, stakes, or crosses, if you want to call them crosses. In modern times of the Romans, it, it was a little different now. They were, they were still cruel. So, let's go back to the banquet. Uh, <laughs> that's better, right? So she is like, now, this is what the uh, NIV says. His wife, Sarish, and all his friends says to him, have a pole set up reaching to 8 to 50 cubits. I mean, they were worried in this other very version to change, to change uh, the, the height, but they weren't worried about to change the proper, the proper word. Supposed to be pole, a pole set up. And I asked the king in the morning to have Mordecai impale on it. And this other version, it says, hang on it. So I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Now this suggestion delighted this guy, and he had the pole set up. I mean, I was horrible, right? Now, the banquet where Ruth, uh, Esther, I'm sorry, Ruth is somebody else. Ruth is a friend of mine, and, and so is Sylvia, Ruth Sylvia. But anyways, uh, the banquet, are you following me? I have my mind all over the place. But you follow me, uh, Esther is following the banquet twice. Why? Because she's in the diaspora, right? That's why we celebrate Pesach twice. Because in the diaspora you do the first Pesach and the second Pesach, right? And so, she's celebrating it twice. And then, Jacob, Israel, the Jews, are about to die. Okay? And Mordecai will be the first one to die. Okay? Mordecai, who was supposed to be one of the types of Moshiach, because he was from Benjamin. It didn't happen that way, of course, it didn't happen that way. But, um, and then the King James, he says, um, hang, and he says gallows too, of course. It's the King James, right? The King James, the very Western version of the Bible. So this is Yeshua celebrating his last Seder at the same time, you know, many, many years later. And uh, he... We're gonna look. We're gonna look at some of the, some of the things. Um, where's my thing? Right here. I'm not even reading my notes. Can you believe it? Um, so, um, the Midrash Rabbah also talks about. When Mordecai was going to be found by Haman, you forgot, right? Anyway, good, that's good. He, he, he's going to get Mordecai, and Mordecai, according to the Midrash Rabbah, he is uh, Esther Rabbah, he is gathering with his people, his disciples. He got disciples, he was a teacher of Israel. So he got disciples, and, he's, and they says, according to the, uh, the Esther Rabbah, he, they says, um, 
we're going to die for you. Don't worry about it. We, we're just going to die for you. He says, no, run away. Go away. Very similar to what happened to Yeshua, our Messiah. Right? They were going to see him, and they, they wanted to defend him, and eventually they ran away. They're all scattered away. Same thing happened to Mordecai's disciples, according to Esther Rabbah. Um, and then you have, you know, you, you, you see Esther banquet twice, and then, you know the whole story, he's got hang in the, in the, in the place and everything. Many, many years passed. Yeshua is in this banquet, and, and you know, he got nailed onto a cross. This time, for good, for the salvation of all of us, for the Yehudim, for Benjamin, for Jacob, for all the tribes, and for everyone who gathered the Tzitzi of the Messiah. Okay? Uh, in the book of Proverbs 34, it says, Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has cupped the wind in the, in the palms of his hands? Who has grabbed up the waters in his cloth? Who established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name? Surely you know. And this is Proverbs, people. Proverbs 34 in the Tanakh. The Apostles' theology is consistent with the idea of Yeshua being at the right hand of the Father, which is quoted in the written record versions of the Gospel. But in other books in the Apostolic, it says, stiff-necked people and uncircumcised hearts and ears. You continually oppose the Ruach HaKadosh. You do the same things your fathers did. Which of, which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who told in advance about the coming of the Sadiq. And now you have become his betrayers and murderers. You who received the Torah as having been delivered by angels, but do not keep it. So we got to be careful, Messianic people. We got to be careful. We, are, we have the Torah, and we have Yeshua. Isn't it a great treasure? Yeah. Isn't it a great thing we have? See, the Orthodox Jews, they only have the Torah. They don't have Messiah yet. They believe in the Messiah, but knowing our Messiah, Yeshua, they still expect him for him as a man, not as God. And the other peoples, Christendom, they have Yeshua, but they don't have the Torah. We have both. And we're not here to learn how to be Jewish, or how to be Christians, but how to be followers of the Messiah, Yeshua. He is the one who paid the ultimate price for all of us. Okay? He is the one we need to follow too. So there's the connection. Is it is a deja vu? I don't know. You just look for yourself. Read the gospel tonight and read the book of Esther carefully. And you'll find the same pictures. God is dead and so is Messiah. And it's not hidden. For us the believers, nothing is hidden in the Bible. Everything is revealed. All you gotta do is read it, study it. Put it in your head and in your heart and practice it. It's 
especially if you have hate in your heart. You gotta destroy Amalek, and you gotta do it immediately. Um, First Peter's one, First Peter, one eighteen twenty says, "You should be aware that the ransom paid for, to free you from the worthless way of life, which your fathers passed on to you, did not consist of anything perishable, like silver or gold, like this guy was doing to the king." On the contrary, it was the costly, bloody, sacrificial death of the Messiah as of a lamb without defect or spot. It's like a lamb, okay? God knew him before the founding of the universe, but revealed, revealed him in the Acharit Chayamim for your sakes. Colossians 3, 1 to 3. So if you were raised along with the Messiah, then seek the things above, where the Messiah is sitting at the right hand of, of God. Focus your minds on the things above, not on things here on earth. No, on things here on TV, on internet, on whatever else, on sports, on politics. On the, I mean, if you follow it, it's okay. Ten minutes for me is enough. Ten minutes, okay. I know what's going on. The same thing is going to be repeating over and over and over and over the whole day long. And then you got to your bed all mad and your wife will ask you, what are you mad of? Because I've been hearing this guy talking. And blah, blah. You might lose your, 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 you know, your marriage for something like that. So, 10 minutes. Okay, I know. Whatever. It says here, focus your minds on the things above, not on things here on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with the Messiah in God. Wow, these words are powerful. Very powerful. We shall die just like the seed dies. Last month we were talking about that. Remember? See how, how good God is with us? He gets a plan for us. And he repeats that plan every year for us to understand it. But we got to focus on sports. I mean, there's a good guy who just died, right? But he's being on TV every single day. I mean, when I'm going to die, I'm not going to be on TV. I'm not famous as he is. But, you know, hello. Get over it. Yes. May his whole soul be with God. Great. Keep going. Um, you'll see Messiah and put him all over. As a conclusion, I have a couple verses more, and then we'll finish. Your boasting is not, your boasting is not good. That's 1 Corinthians 5, 6 to 8 from the complete Jewish Bible. Don't you know the saying, it takes only a little hammock to leaven a whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old hammocks so that you can be a new batch of dough. Because in reality, you are unleavened. For our Pesach lamb, the Messiah, has been sacrificed. So let us celebrate the Seder, not with leftover hammocks, the hammocks of wickedness and evil, but with the matzah of purity and truth. That's what we need to be focused on. Um, 
So let's prepare our hearts to receive the spring holidays. I mean, these are the favorite ones of everyone, right? Right? It's spring, it's flowery, it is nice, the weather improves, and so the allergies in my case. So, you know, but it's, it's a great, you know, it's a great, great time, great season. Get ready, get your hearts ready. Do all the preparations. It's okay, the traditions and all of that. It's awesome. But get your hearts more ready than anything else. Purim is important not only to eat good Jewish food or food, uh, but also to remember that God is in the business of redemption. And that on that time, He rescued the Jewish, Jewish people from being wiped off the planet, and He's rescuing us now, today, from the coronavirus. Okay? <laughs> And some guys from the Coronas, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so don't use too much Coronas and get it as an excuse. So are you ready to receive him in your heart? Are you ready? Are you ready for Pesach? So right now when you celebrate Purim, you're going to mentalize that that happened on Nisan. Okay? And it's paralleling with the life of Yeshua the Messiah. Would you stand up with me? I'd like to pray for you. Father Avinu, in the name of Yeshua, we come to your presence and we'd like to ask you for your forgiveness. Forgive our sins, O oh Lord. Help us not to hate. Help us, O oh Lord to love, but more important, help us to pray for our enemies. Your word says, pray for your enemies. Help us, O oh Lord, to, to be more, more prayful and to reason in the prayers and find out in our hearts what's going on so we can receive the Pesach with a pure heart. So, we, we, so when we eat the matzah, we're going to be pure as the matzah is. Thank you, Father, and bless, bless your heart, O oh Father. Bless your holidays. And thank you for this month of rejoicing. We rejoice in you, O oh Lord. Thank you for everything you're doing. I'd like you to bless everyone in this place, and everyone that is watching us online, and everyone who is going to be watching us eventually. Thank you for everything, Father. And Father, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, I ask you to help us to get ready for your celebrations. Amen.